0: watched a movie last night, yeah, I've never seen this one before, yes, I swear, it's brand new, and I'm sharing it with
1: you, I watched a movie last night, and now I'm sharing it with you. October
0: sixth, nineteen sixty one, with a seventy six on Metacritic, which I thought was higher. Uh, Jeremy, you and I just watched Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: We did, and I'm 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 hungry for more Tiffany's. <laughs> I don't know if that doesn't make any sense. If there was a diner, if this movie, you know, is there any confusion between this movie and uh, Alice's Diner?
0: I don't think so, but now you've just got me thinking about the song Breakfast at Tiffany's by, I think, Deep Blue something?
1: Could be. Could be. Uh, Alice's Night. You know, we could have a theme around (laughs) movies with a woman's first name and a meal? Uh, (laughs) uh, No. I don't know. I really like this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. This is back in that same category of Saw Way Too Young. Now, JT, I want to hear your story for a sec, but very quickly, when I went to re-watch this, uh, I think it was like November, December, uh, my wife and I decided said, put it on, we, we sometimes go through this like classic movie kick. I swear to you, before we put it on, we both were utterly convinced that Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's was a rom-com. Oh. So that wasn't the best date night ever. I'm just going to say that. No, it would not have been. It would not have been. How about you? did Did you have any such a mistaken experience with this heavy drama?
0: So I did not only because, um as you know, I love Capote, and I've, I've I don't know why I said his name like that, Capote. Uh, and I've like read the book before. Um, I know him pretty well. So I walked in pretty good. There were definitely some things that I had forgotten, though, about the film specifically, where like as I was watching, I was like, oh, right. Oh boy. (laughs) Like there was definitely a couple of those moments. Um, But for the most part, I I think I kind of knew what I was walking into. What's funny is just to be completely transparent with our audience. We watched this a while ago and we were going to do this one and I don't know why we didn't. We just had other stuff. And so like I wrote notes for myself and I have since gone back and read the notes. And I got to tell you, they're not helpful. At all. Like, I must have assumed that this was going to be notes for myself that were like really fresh. So I was going to do it like the next day. They're all in shorthand. And so I'm excited for your questions today because there's a good chance that I'm going to misremember a movie I saw within the last month or two.
1: Love it. Actually, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot, JT. Will you just read us a couple of your notes that now make no sense? Yeah. Like, pick a couple that you're like, I have no idea what I was thinking.
0: Sure. Uh, we are friends, aren't we? In quotes. And then it just says, never in a million years. I don't know. I don't know what that's in reference to. Clearly, it's a quote. I'm assuming Audrey Hepburn said it, but I got, I got no context for it. Uh, I have a thing that says, borderline offensive feigning of guitar playing, <laughs> which I'm assuming. I think there's a scene where he's playing guitar. And maybe that bothered me. I don't know. Well she she plays she does play guitar
1: on the uh Fire Escape. On the Fire
0: Escape, that's the scene. It's that scene cuz she clearly doesn't know what she's doing or they just told her not to bother to try hard.
1: It's funny you say that because a you know I don't know anything about the guitar other than the shape of it and <laughs> vaguely reminiscent of what the sounds it makes. Uh I didn't know. I actually in in prepping for today's episode and and I was way 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 down the rabbit hole of did Audrey Hepburn know how to play the guitar or not? There is nothing. There is not one thing. It is her singing. In sure. fact, it's Henry Mancini's favorite version of the song is hers. Sure. It's a song, by the way, covered over five hundred times. Wow, including by uh, by Fletch F. Fletch himself. <laughs> reference for you. Uh, <laughs> but there's but there's nothing about whether or not she was faking it. It just. Her performance, her performance, her singing, her singing. Not one time is it like, oh, yeah, and she was just sort of ridiculously strumming the chords or something.
0: Interesting. So as watching it as someone who can play what I call campfire guitar, like I'm really I, I can break out a Dave Matthews or Green Day song if you really need one in a campfire. Like basically it's just me with a guitar going and this is Wonderwall and then I'll play Wonderwall. uh watching that scene i definitely now this is now i'm remembering very specifically going if she does know how to play guitar she's doing a bad job of showing it because it just looks like very awkwardly touching a piece of musical equipment uh so yeah and then i also have some other like random stuff about like was she married at a certain age question mark and yeah it's not none of it's helpful there's one continuity error, which I might bring up later, which didn't make me laugh. And that actually is a helpful note. But otherwise, they're
1: basically useless. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, those are actually a pretty good setup for some of the questions we have here today, JC. Great. All right. The first one, just to get it out of the way, what is the common theme of these movies? Sure. Obviously, be a tease. Yep. By the way, I also share with the group that for months I've been—it's it, it, either a emoji of uh, eggs, bacon, and a and a diamond ring, yep, or it's letter or it's B at T, yep, yeah, that's been our our shtick. Okay, so what what isn't similar with B at T's uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Interesting. Um, ooh,
0: traveling abroad. <laughs>
1: Dumbo, the original. Oh, boy. Not the Danny DeVito remake recently. Not the Danny DeVito remake. Which I, I just kind of want to see. I haven't, but I want to see because I like Danny DeVito.
0: Literally words out of my mouth. Like, my desire to see that not non-existent, and then Danny DeVito, and I go, I think I want to see this.
1: Maybe I go to YouTube and find someone's probably done the all the Danny DeVito <laughs> scenes in Dumbo.
0: <laughs> yeah, just the super cut kind of Danny DeVito. Uh, okay, Dumbo, original... Og Dumbo, T's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I don't know.
1: The Bad News Bears.
0: All right, so we've got a lot of animals going on in three of the titles. I'm trying to think of the Cat and Breakfast at Tiffany's. There's a there's an animal in all of these. I mean, there's a lot of animals in two of them, three of them. Well, no, actually, there's no animals in Bad News Bears. It's just in the title. Oh boy. Yeah, still not uh, striking out, to use a Bad News Bears reference.
1: There you go. Hey. Well, just, just to kind of really twist it up a little bit, Short Circuit.
0: What in God's name? So, okay. Short Circuit, Bad News Bears. Oh man. The Short Circuit thing is really not helping. Wow.
1: Either the point or not the point, depending on how you look at it.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Okay, I guess I still don't know.
1: All right. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh boy, what are you doing? (laughs) I do believe the last three after this one are the giveaways. Or not not giveaways, but the final real helper clues.
0: They'll at least help me orient in some way, shape, or form. As of right now, I'm completely lost, so keep going.
1: Sixteen Candles.
0: All right. Which I
1: think is probably the best clue in the batch, if if not the next one.
0: All right. So what does Sixteen Candles and Breakfast at Tiffany's have anything to do with each other other than like a, a leading female role, which is not true in any of the other movies?
1: I have no idea. I still have no idea. All right. The last one is, uh, well, I have two, but this one, this, we'll just go after this one. Soul Man. We talked about it briefly on yesterday's episode.
0: Yeah, we did. That's right. Uh, See Thomas Hal, I buddy. So there's nothing about high schools. What what does Phantom Menace and Dumbo have anything to do with Breakfast at Tiffany's? Um, I have I literally have no idea. There's like there's not a socialite in all of them. Like it's not about moving, right? Like it's not that somebody has moved recently.
1: So how about this? In so in Short Circuit, Star Wars and Sixteen Candles, it's about a side character. And in Soul Man, it's about the main character. And in and in Beatty's, it's about a side character.
0: Oh. Alright. Well, there's only really like Oh. Is this playing? No. You said at, so in Soul Man, it's, it's the main character. So sure it's someone playing a race that's not their own.
1: Yeah. A okay. horribly inappropriate, horribly uh, inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dumbo, it's the crows. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, bad news bears. It's, it's, uh, the inappropriateness is Walter Matthau's coach, who not only is swearing at children, literally throws a child into the dugout, um, uses racial epithets all that kind of stuff. Episode 1 is pretty well known for its its problems. Sure. Misa th- Misa thinks so. Yeah. And uh 16 candles definitely horrible. Up there.
0: Yeah, okay. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's uh that is a very very <laughs> genuinely like, I actually one of the notes I have in here is genuinely shocking when Mickey Rooney first walks on scene, like genuinely like, "Oh boy, I forgot." Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Should have gotten well done. <laughs>
1: Well, this one, this, when we, I mean, I've had this sort of question there as a concept because the first, I remember when you were watching it and texted me like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So which, which brings us straight to question two.
0: Okay.
1: Which is, we're going to try to remake this movie set in today's world, but I'm going to put it like right before the pandemic, just so we don't have to deal with all that. So set this, set this way back in like fall of 2019. It was a simpler time. It was like ten years ago right and what I want to do is just briefly go through the main plot points and just figure out like can you remake this movie what's got to change because you gotta factor in stuff like social media sure always have to yep what what might be some of the things you'd uh, would think would, would hold up what might be some of the things you think would change
0: okay uh so I actually think for the most part, the majority of the story holds up pretty okay. Um, I think instead of her being like a a socialite or she calls herself a companion or whatever, she could I think like you could just make her like an influencer or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's a she's a quote party girl. Right. Right. Yeah. I th- actually I wonder, I mean, again, this would be if you actually make it in, in twenty nineteen, the way filmmaking's done these days. I sort of picture it from what you were saying. It, I don't know if it's too far in the limb to say, well, what if it's now directed by David Finchner and she's like a cam cam girl or whatever those are called, webcam webcam girl? Is that what they
0: call? I think it would just be cam girl. But I think like what it would be cam- to bring it into the like really into the now it would be like she's an Instagram influencer. I'm using air quotes and has like an OnlyFans and like she, so she like
1: yeah is
0: a companion but not a She's not a she's not a worker. She's not, you know...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She,
0: she's not a physical worker. I think technically a lot of people identify on OnlyFans as sex workers, which is, that's cool. But, like, th- there is a... There's a physicality line that's drawn. She's on the the non-physical yeah. side of the business, so to speak.
1: I think that, that holds up. Now, she was married when she was 15 in the original.
0: Yep, that's a hard pass. We're going to walk right past that one.
1: But it is important, right? Because there's something has happened to her as a teenager. Yeah. That's a...
0: I think you could marry young because the other thing is I think age is different now, like 30, 40 now is still pretty young. I wasn't alive in the sixties, but they don't depict that as being as young, mm. specifically female wise. So I think you could easily make this a woman in her late twenties who was maybe married and divorced in her early twenties, moved out of Bo, you know, whatever Bozeman, Montana, no offense to Bozeman uh, and moved to a big city, found it Instagram following kind of like the Emily and Paris storyline. Got a following by being a, a fish out of water. People fell in love with her. Did the OnlyFans thing. Became like got her own thing, and then the love of her life came back and found her. You could still do that trope. It just needs to be six years advanced.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that she needs to be. And I don't. I don't mean this to sound too too bad, but I think for this story to work, though, she's 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 a broken person, right? Like that's. That's the whole big reveal of the movie is, like, actually, she's not just this pretty socialite in, in this building. She's a total train wreck.
0: Well, listen, I think it actually would play nicely into the influencer-only fans thing. Mm. Because and I'm, some people are very, very, like, solid in their being and know what's going on and present in, in their social media presence. But I also think there's a good amount of people who are looking for attention and, and need interaction and that's how they get it. So actually, to really lean into the Fitchner thing, you could really draw on that sort of like the social dilemma part of this, right? Which is like right. going to fill the, the void, like the voids in your being from the internet and not having any of that physical part is actually super, super unhealthy. And then when you introduce someone who's physically actually there for you and cares, breaks like you're I like the, that. the wall you built up has now broken in front of you and you have to like really deal with the fact that you're you're not okay
1: <laughs> do you have uh do you have the uh george Papard character meet do they meet online in this version or do they meet meet irl i
0: think what's fun is i think they somehow meet online unknowingly unbeknownst to them that they're in the same building and then are stalking each other on the interwebs and then like run each other, run into each other in the hallway and then have to confront this physical part. Mm. And then that's what sparks the conversation is that they already have a relationship ish and then have to have a real relationship. And then all of a sudden she's singing moon river on a balcony.
1: Okay. So it's sort of like breakfast. Tiffany's meets you've got mail and then bring it up to the, to, to, Maybe maybe even throw a dose of catfish in there or something.
0: I think yeah, all those things are perfect. That's yeah. Let's do that.
1: Okay. All right. So while we're going there, let's go straight on to question three and JT in GTN, the new version or the old. Would you please, if you don't mind, cast one of the following Fave Zane. Yep. Baby Quaid, oh, yeah. Discount Johnny Depp, oh, yeah. Solo Nicole, nope. Fully Max Cage, sure. and Mr. David Lopan. And just to make sure, since we don't always explain anything here, we're talking about one of our favorite actors, Billy Zane, a young Dennis Quaid, uh, Skeet Ulrich, Nicole Kidman, Nicolas Cage, and James Hong.
0: So I think that we can take, I'm going to take everybody out of the middle There's nobody in the middle works. I don't. Solo Nicole can't do this. There's no way that that works. Uh, Agree. I don't think Discount Johnny Depp really belongs in in the character that would be meaningful. Um, I also don't think Baby Quaid could do it because they're the needed to be a little bit older. And yeah. it, it leaves us with the aggressively easy to place James Hong in this movie because let's take Mickey Rooney out of it, you know, as soon as humanly possible. Um, although I actually don't like that because. I I still think that character's flawed, even if they didn't do it inappropriately racially. It still
1: sucks. The character just sucks. No, that that character's got to become like Crazy Cat Lady. So it's got to be down to like the three demographics you're still allowed to make fun of, right? Yeah. A flat earther ranting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like, yeah, a flat flat earth anti-vax, like, protester upstairs just constantly screaming about stuff.
1: Yeah, constant like, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> Jay Barrichell's character from <laughs> Leonard uh, Kenny. From Leonard <laughs> <Kennedy>. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect.
0: Um, so I think the obvious answer to me is I think Fave Zane has got to play Paul. And I think he would crush it,
1: by the way. I agree. I see it. I think he's a, a modern day George Papard in so many ways.
0: Yeah, I think that actually, like, let's be clear. He's called Fave Zane because he's our favorite. We love Billy Zane. And yeah. genuinely of all the times that I've placed Zane or tried to play Zane, I'm most excited about this one. I actually think he would absolutely crush this role. I think he's a great stand-in for George
1: Papard, a modern-day George Papard. That's actually a lot of fun. All right. We're doing it. I love it. Uh, yeah, how could you not have Bill In our eyes, everybody, Billy Zane could could act in almost any movie. Like, like yeah. he he, yeah, okay. All right. Last two questions. Uh, you could, how can I let you pick the order? Nah, there's no way. We'll just have some fun. First, there's a line in the movie that Frankfurters cost 20 cents. Yep. Back in old 1961. JT, ready for some numbers from 1961? I love numbers. Okay. A postage stamp, which is currently priced at 55 cents, was how much in 1961?
0: Uh, first of all, I just found out that there were postage stamps for 55 cents. I thought there was still 40. That's how often I mail things. Um, let's go with
1: 13 cents? Four cents. Okay. As of this moment, the Dow Jones is at 32,836. Okay. What was its peak in 1961? Oh, gosh. Uh,. 486? 734. Okay. That was a decent guess. I yeah. feel good about that. Yeah. Uh the US population today, I won't look it up, is roughly 330 to 350 million people. How much how many Americans were there in 1961?
0: Oh, interesting. So this is after baby boomers were born, though. So I actually it's definitely grown, but I don't think it's grown that bad. I'm gonna go like 280.
1: 183 million.
0: It's that much more?
1: Yeah, we doubled.
0: Holy moly. Well, today I learned. Okay.
1: All right. Last six are all price points again. So, again, Frankfurter's 20 cents. Uh, a dozen eggs. Current average US price $4.96. ninety
0: uh, 40 cents.
1: Uh, 57 cents. Okay. Oh, wait. I might be looking at these numbers wrong. The 496 might be how much 57 cents is worth today. I don't know. Whatever. We'll, we'll ignore that part. A loaf of, a loaf of bread
0: uh 22 cents
1: 21 cents ah uh, close if only they rounded up uh a, a, a package of sliced bacon
0: ooh pork product it's gotta be more than bread I'm gonna go with 88 cents 71
1: cents okay I'm a little high right now 10 pounds of potatoes
0: 10 pounds
1: dollar potato- 25. Half that, 63 cents. Yeah, that actually makes sense. And then last but not least, uh, oh no, I have two, sorry. Last last price point. F- a, a half gallon of delivered milk.
0: Ooh, delivered throws a little bit of a, because gas is, you know, gas is at least 12 cents a gallon or something. So you got to get it delivered. Um,
1: uh, 34 cents. A little more, 52 cents. Okay actually i had the price of gas so i must have pasted over it uh last one and, and it's a bit of a topic these days uh the minimum wage oh my god 1961
0: see this is embarrassing because this one actually feels like something i should probably have some sense of and the truth is i genuinely don't i mean i don't know two bucks
1: buck 15
0: okay yeah
1: yeah yeah wow all right so now we've 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 got a new healthy respect for the past sixty years. Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice job on this loaf, loaf of bread, buddy.
0: That was pretty good. Although I, I was, I was over. So by price of right rules, I was wrong. <laughs>
1: All right, last question. I'm going to try to tap into your wheelhouse, my friend. Music. You like, you like music. Big fan. What was that? Uh, who, who sang that uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's song? There. Deep blue something. That's one point. <laughs> And you'll figure out the theme very quickly. Who's saying Pretty Woman? Roy Orbison? Correct. Who's saying A View to a Kill? Ooh. I don't know. Duran Duran. Duran. Mm. You have picked up on our theme? No. Oh. Who's saying Beauty and the Beast?
0: Well, I mean Angela Lansbury sang it in the <laughs> in in uh in the actual movie uh, I don't know, written by Tim Rice and Elton John. No, that's not true. just Tim Rice. I don't know.
1: I would actually accept the Angela Lansbury answer the the pop release was by celine Dion,
0: oh right. I totally I never actually think of that version.
1: fair enough. Who's saying Ghostbusters?
0: Oh no. So it's such a good song. I can't think I can't figure who it is. Mm.
1: Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who sang Lean On Me? Um the oh, pa- music guy. I know oh, the, 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 guy. the pause
0: is because I'm feeling embarrassed right now. The Ray Parker Jr. thing I'm actually not embarrassed of. This one is really yeah, sad. The,
1: that's all Ray Parker Jr. ever did. So right. this one's a different this is a different story
0: um there's so many versions of this and it's the original it's like it's the
1: version um passed away recently
0: i had sam cook is who's coming to mind and i know it's not sam cook and i really can't put it together for some reason that's a
1: decent guess but it's bill withers
0: oh ain't no sunshine when she's
1: gone still nothing on their theme it's pretty straightforward i thought
0: it's just it's, it's just theme songs from movies
1: yeah okay yeah Sorry. Where the title of the song is the title of the movie.
0: Got it. I, that's the part I missed.
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily related. Like the song Pretty Woman has nothing to do with the movie Pretty Woman. That's true. But here's one that does. Sing Almost Fire, a.k.a. Man in Motion. Oh, yeah. I don't know. John Parr. Okay. That was one of my favorite 80s songs. It's a good song. How about a movie I know you like, but do you know the singer of Bad Boys.
0: Bad boys? Oh, no. Um, I'm going to know it the second you say it, but I don't know it off the top of my head.
1: They are called Inner Circle. Inner
0: Circle, JT. Get it together.
1: Back to the 80s, Fame. I have no idea. Uh, Irene Cara. Yeah, that, I, I actually don't even really like that. I actually don't like that song, funny enough. Okay, okay. Uh song from a while back, movie from the 90s, My Blue Heaven.
0: Well, there's a v- no. Wait, 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 wait. So does Elvis has a "My Blue Heaven"?
1: It's mm, not Elvis. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And baby, baby, yeah. yeah, I, I don't. Blue,
0: bad, I don't know Elvis Costello. I can't think of it. No,
1: Fats Domino. Oh wow. No. Well, wow, was way off. We'll go. We'll do some '80s, two '80s ones for you. I don't know if you'll get either. Pretty in Pink.
0: Um, know the song, don't know the artist off the top of my head.
1: They were called Psychedelic Furs. Yeah, I don't feel bad about missing that one. <laughs> we'll go way back to the '60s. Goldfinger.
0: Oh, um, this one's gonna be a little frustrating when you tell me, but it's not coming to mind right now for sure.
1: No problem. That was Miss Shirley Bassy. Shirley Bassey. I actually did know that. Who I believe is the only person to do two different James Bond themes.
0: I actually, that is a piece of trivia that I think you're right on. I, that's in my head too, which is why I know who's saying Goldfinger is because of that piece of trivia. Uh,
1: there you go. <laughs> uh all right, three to go, we're out. Car wash. Car wash. Yeah. I
0: have no idea. Something sound, Something from the 70s. <laughs>
1: They were called Rose Royce.
0: Rose as in R-O-S-E? Uh-huh. That's a great band name. <laughs>
1: I know, right? Last two, Dirty Harry. Movie from the 70s, song from the 2000s. Interesting.
0: Um, interesting. I would assume Harry. that was
1: your wheelhouse, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, for some reason it's not ringing any bell. I can't even. Th- I couldn't even sing "Dirty Harry" to you right now.
1: Gorillas with a Z.
0: Oh, yep, that's dumb. Now, okay.
1: All Ugh. right, and the last one, just in in tune with the cast. Who sang Xanadu?
0: I mean, I'm just gonna assume. I I just I hope it was Olivia Newton-John.
1: It was Olivia Newton-John. Okay, I
0: appreciate you throwing me a bone at the end
1: there because I was really
0: struggle bussing.
1: It's funny because I actually was I actually thought that other than some of the '80s ones, this would just you just be like boom 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 boom.
0: No, started pretty strong and then fell apart real fast.
1: Well, there you have it. Those were 15 titles. You got four really? correct. Yeah, that's four correct.
0: Pretty terrible. Well, there we have it. Be a tease. That's good. All right, yeah. Which means we are down to my question, as always, my final question. So I will give you on a scale of Roman holiday to bloodline. <laughs> what what is breakfast at Tiffany's?
1: That is such a fun scale. I, I was hoping you're gonna say Roman holiday because I had just I've just rewatched that about a year, year and a half ago. And by the way, phenomenal. Like, absolutely holds up. So good.
0: It's amazing. I honestly think it was funny. I was going through all of Hepburn's performances, of which there are only 34, of which she had five Oscar noms for in one win, which is a lot, considering how few she did. I do think Roman Holiday is a standout. And all of them are good. But, like, Roman Holiday is so good.
1: Yeah. You know Gregory Peck told the producers to make her? You knew all that bit. Oh, yeah. All right. In case you don't know this cool piece of trivia, Gregory Peck, who is at his height, said to the producer, put Audrey Hepburn's name above mine and in a bigger font because she is going to be the breakout star. And he was right. She was right. And so the answer to your question that I have prepared, JT, in my opinion, this movie is Happy Place Chinatown. (laughs) And what I mean by that is it's not nearly as dark as Chinatown, but it's still pretty dark, but at least it goes to a happier place.
0: Yeah. Happy Place Chinatown, I think, is... uh perfectly rated jeremy that is very well said uh as always thank you for joining us uh, guys follow us on instagram follow us on the twitters smash the like button i don't know do the things you're supposed to do on the internet because we love doing this for you or don't and just keep listening and i want to see if i can do this right just in case this weekend hogs
1: Ooh, not too shabby was it okay thank you, my friend that was pretty good that okay. was pretty good I'll take it You got me all in the feels With that one <laughs>
0: Alright everybody Thanks for joining The Loci Talk
1: Now the time has come For leaving Fear and now We shall return We were so glad We could make it But so sad We gotta run Well it might be A long time Till we raise another glass You can rest assured That next time We'll have ourselves A laugh